All right, what's up, everybody? It's your pal Val, and welcome to our sixth episode. I don't know why I'm counting, but I just I love to do that. So I'm your host Val. Thank you so much for everyone who is tuning in already. I'm a little bit thrown off because the studio still does not have the old like the daylight savings. So it says it's two o'clock, but um, we're starting right on time, one p.m. today. So I just want to take a second and um, thank you all for tuning in, whoever's listening. Thank you so much. I'm still amazed by the fact that people come up to me and say, "Wow, Val, like your podcast today, whatever you're talking about, I, I I I can't believe that people actually listen to this." So thank you so much for doing that, and it really makes me feel good about this and I really just enjoy it. So thank you so much. And um, maybe I could just take a minute because I know our guest today has not had the opportunity to listen in, which is totally fine. Because, you know, let, let's be real. There's not that many of us out there on the Your Pal Val cast. But um, basically what we do here is we just kind of tell stories about people's lives. You know, like I want to have important conversations, meaningful things that will, you know, maybe hopefully resonate with people and change them a little bit what they think and it also is just a fun thing like we talk it's very mixed medium sometimes we play songs but mostly it's a talk show and it's just kind of want to talk to people and and see what they think about life so without further ado i am going to introduce our guest emma clifford i like to call her emma say so if i say that just know it's emma but um okay yeah so why don't you say hi hi <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. I'm a little nervous, but this is cool. Um, yeah, thank you for being on the show. There's no reason to be nervous. Everyone is so loving and kind, and I have made so many mistakes on the show to the point of like not airing mics, to not playing songs properly, random awkward silence. So nothing you could do could be worse than what I've already done. Um, so we, yeah. So thank you so much for being on. Obviously, and. Let's see, we kind of want to know just a brief overview, like, who are you, where are you from, just, you know. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm from West Hartford, Connecticut, so it's like an hour and 15 minutes away from here. Um, I'm currently living in Loyola, and I'm a politics major. Um, I'm also president of Loyola, and we're hosting our November event tonight from 8 to 10 in the Loyola Ooh. Lounge, so come stop by. We're what watching is the event? Yeah. Thanksgiving sitcom episodes, and we're doing, oh. like, snacks, like ice cream. Um, I think we're having pies and, like, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving foods. Wow, that is a really good idea. Thank you, Loyola President. Oh, wow, that's so cute. Um, so just to give the audience a better idea, maybe describe yourself a little bit. I don't, I don't at, like, I love the question of describing yourself in three words, but I know people hate that. So I'm going to give you less of a constraint. So maybe just saying, you know, I don't know. I'm going to ask you more of, like, what do you like to do in your free time? Or, I don't know, just who are you as a human? Okay. I know it's a very broad Starting question. Starting off hard. Um, yeah. We'll get easier. If I had to hit you with three words, I'd probably say funny, bossy, and driven. I love that. <laughs> um, I really like to... <laughs> On my Tinder bio. <laughs> you have a Tinder? I do have a Tinder. Wow. I deleted it because I'm trying to, like, let love come to me, you know? I love that. But we're going to have to dive into that in one of we my will. segments we coming will. up. But yes. <laughs> on my Tinder bio, it says romance book enthusiast and weird shirt collector. <laughs> I have a shirt with a cat on it, like, in a patriotic jumpsuit with mm -hmm. fireworks. Wow. I love that. So you love 
romance books and collecting t-shirts. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, something that kind of came up to me, that it just randomly like a spur of the moment thing when I was writing up my show notes, like I like to do and think of things I want to ask you about and something that randomly just spurred to me. And maybe this is a weird question. You don't have to answer anything just as a preface. So if you feel uncomfortable, don't worry about that. But for this question, it was kind of what do you do as an outlet or something to relieve stress or something that just makes you really happy? Do you have something that you find helps um so i guess back at home i had a jewelry business so i would like create new stuff and then for a period of time i had like a diy pottery studio so it's been kind of an adjustment figuring that out here but i find like for me i just have to distract myself from whatever is bothering me so usually i'll go and i'll just talk to people because i'm kind of an extrovert so it like if I can think about anything else, then it's not so much of an issue. But if I can't do that, I'll read or I'll play solitaire. And I spend a lot of time on the toilet, if I'm being <laughs> brutally honest. Like, that just, works. Just, like, sitting there? I Sometimes you just, like, I love my roommate. Like, we're best friends. But I, sometimes I just need my space. And, you know, <laughs> bathroom's the only place you can find it. So I mean, hey, <laughs> I love Do that. what you got to do, really. <laughs> Oh, that's. I mean, I didn't know that about you that you're that you had businesses. That's really incredible. Uh, I'm totally, completely amazed by that. And I just, I think that it's so interesting to hear, you know, what really makes people happy. Because I was thinking about that and just how we all need something that we can just escape to in a way. Because if we have that, then it can, I don't know, be like, uh, uh, I don't want to say escape, but yeah, something a, a reprieve from mm-hmm. what's really going on around us. So. Wow. I like repetitive motions too, like um, solitaire. If I haven't said that already, you have. I have. <laughs> I really like solitaire. <laughs> but it sounds like you have a good repertoire of things. Because that was a very off-the-cuff question, and I'm glad that you have those um, things. And I would encourage our audience listening: if you don't find what makes you happy, yeah. people, solitaire, bathrooms, reading, everything, TV, <laughs> weird shirts, thrifting. Yeah. So I'm just going to open the floor to you for a second. And just as putting out feelers out there, well, we'll have plenty to get to in the episode, but is there anything at the moment that you just need to get off your chest? The world needs to know right now what MSA has to say. Well, I already plugged our Loyola event for tonight. Um, I really love meatballs. I think that's a good thing for people to know. The meatball grinder at the stag. Also, I think we should promote having more Ben and Jerry's flavors and mint chocolate chip ice cream in the Tully because I've been talking to so many people. You know my soft spot. I need mint chocolate chip ice cream. Like, I need it. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep doing this. When you say so many people, are you addressing me and only me? Or are you... No, like, I've talked to the stag... I've talked to the IRHA board about this. I've talked to FUSA in our Senate meetings. I've talked to... (gasps) I DM the Stag's Hospitality (gasps) Instagram. You haven't. And I talked to the little ice cream man at the station... (gasps) He said he doesn't like the chocolate in the ice cream because it's too much sugar for him. (laughs) He's the sweetest. At that point, I was kind of like, okay, but. (laughs) But the chocolate chip. Yeah. And meatballs. Well, they did have meatballs the other day in the Tully. Did they not? Yeah. What? Yeah, they had like, they were by, I don't know, the main station. Uh, What day of the week was that? That was yesterday. Monday? Yes. I went there for lunch. I saw you, I think. At lunch? Yes. It was around one, twelve or one. I don't know. They had it. Yeah, they're like little Tolima. Tolima That's balls. so upsetting. I'm sorry. Well, okay. thank you for sharing that. <laughs> uh, I think what I I don't know. A random idea I had was 
random question generator just a couple of times because I'm going to be honest, the first episode of the show was just a me episode and I interviewed myself in a British mm, accent. Oh. So I asked the questions in a British accent and I answered them <laughs> in my normal voice. And um, I have to say, I was like, oh, I'll do the, the random question generator. And the question I got, oh, I did like <laughs> three questions, was when was the last time you cried in front of someone? So I unearthed my whole life story. Not really my whole life story, but I really just unearthed <sighs> myself in front of my live audience. So I'm going to be honest. You're never going to know what you're going to get with this question. And I will read the first question I get. If you don't want to answer it, that's your prerogative. But clickety-click is what it says. Here we go. If you Okay, this is not as deep as I was just saying. We can do a couple. <laughs> yeah, just a couple, yeah. If you could take a class with any expert, who would you choose? Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I would study under her for my whole entire life if I could. I love her. And I think it would be cool to learn... Like, I like AOC's... Po- I'm politics major for all our viewers out there, so... They have a politics podcast here at WVOF. Fairfield University that. Radio. What a fantastic plug. It's called... I think it's called Let's Talk About It. Uh, it's very, I think that's a club. Oh, no, wait. Not Let's Talk About It. Sorry. My friend Ava is getting in my head. There was something else. Because I'm in that club. Keep talking about this, and I'm going to anyway, try to find the name of it. I'll um, plug another... I would like to take a class with someone like AOC, but then I think it would also be funny to take a class with like mitch mcconnell and aoc and watch them try to teach politics together and fight about it (laughs) i love that (laughs) um so yeah that's really cool and i love how you knew that right off the bat oh i'm not playing myself on the radio let's see um just one word here depoliticized politics i think it's called i listened to it one time and she was just kind of talking about how she likes to provide objective Mm. news sources and like hearing different radios and like talking talking about different sources and and yeah. whatnot so you know that is cool i will give it a listen thank you yeah I'd like to plug other shows what actor would you choose to play in your biopic what is a biopic bio like who played me in a movie about my life oh like a bio picture oh okay yes. sorry i'm oh now that's hard would you choose to play you oh duh if i could yeah i would no well the Oh, you I would know, play no, yourself. No. Oh, I okay. would play myself if I could, but okay. because I know I can't because that's not how that works. But if I could, it would be me. But if I had to choose someone else, I do like Sandra Bullock. I think she could do a pretty good MSC. I'm <laughs> <MSA>. a say. <laughs> I think she could handle that. Um when I was little, I really liked Demi Lovato, but she's kind of gone down a wild path. And she's also like not acting anymore. She used to act in her Yeah, that's true. That's okay. That's very interesting. I love like Sandra Bullock is always going to be a good answer. What emoji do you use most often? Ooh. Oh. You know, when I text with my family, I send a lot of red hearts, so it's probably that. But it also might be the one with, you know, where the tongue is just out and it's the little circle eyes. It's not like the one oh. where it's like the squinty eyes in the tongue. Okay. I think I'm an av- I'm not that avid of an emoji user, but I'm visualizing like is it like X's on the eye? No, let me show you. I'll pull it up and then I can give the viewers an act or watchers, listeners. I'm sure they know more about emojis than me because as we all know, I like to call myself an atypical Gen Z wherein I ask my friends to keep me up to date with pop culture items. I I did not know what a biopic was. Oh, so, so my most used one is apparently the one where it's just a circle. Mm. Obviously, it's a circle. It's a smile with the. It'll come to me. 
like one row of teeth and then little circle eyes. Like if you go on to smileys and people, it's the very first emoji. But oh. I also love the one that is um, the bottom of the fifth column. Girl, I don't even know. I had to count it. But if anyone's listening, go on. Oh, okay. You're right. You, you described it perfectly. It's like an open mouth, tongue out, and then two dots for eyes. Yeah. It look, like they both look kind of stupid. <laughs> and I like that. No, I think emojis are inherently a stupid, stupid. thing, but they're I fine. Like so, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do one more. What is the silliest thing you can imagine? I don't. Do you want to? That's weird. Let's do a different one because okay. I got a lot of thoughts in my head, and that would take us the whole episode. Oh. Mm. Oh, this is a good question. What are you most excited about right now? Right now, I have my philosophy class next, which is cool. Um. I'm really excited about Thanksgiving break. I know that's a while oh, away, but, like, I'm so not. excited to see my dogs and eat mac and cheese. And I've made a whole list of things I'm going to eat when I go home. That's amazing. I went to Stop and Shop last week, and it just felt like I was home. Because I mm-hmm. the grocery store is my favorite. I just love food and cooking and all of that. It was, it was like being home. So I completely resonate with that. And it's only a week away, if yeah. you think about it. And that's another question that I will have to get to later is, do I stay on campus for my podcast or do i move it earlier i don't know i don't know it's a tempting thing i'm committed to my podcast some live audience members say i need to run away but what do you think i'm gonna say wait so you're considering not going home for thanksgiving no i will go home for thanksgiving i'll just go home a couple hours later after the podcast do you have any classes on tuesday my last class is at 10 45 oh go i could have been out by 11 I like this podcast and all, and I'll definitely give it some listens, but I would, <laughs> if I could leave at 1045, I would. All right. Well, I will let you all know what the schedule will look like because we are going to have a Thanksgiving episode, so maybe we could Maybe we'll hike do it, it like over. next week. Oh. I, my episode can be a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> Let's just reroute all the show notes now. Yeah, um, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think the one thing we wanted to talk about that we had mentioned was the transition to college and how that's all going. And even though, you know, I've kind of been talking about the struggle with that. Oh, my guest for next week. I love you, Celeste. You are amazing. And she is completely open <laughs> to shifting around the Thanksgiving episode. So I am slay. so happy to hear the, what a, the audience is happy with this because I am too. We're definitely going to do it next week. We just don't know when that would be. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. I can't wait for next week, I, but I'm enjoying this week as well. I love, yeah. I love this. I love the show. But, anywho, transitioning to college, two and a half months in, people say the first semester is the hardest, you know, it'll ever be, hopefully, hopefully, please. I'm a dream. Um, and after winter break, you're on winter break and you just can't wait to go back. I think winter break is the make or break for a lot of people. So anyway, that's the, all this to say, how are you doing right now? Um, I'd give it a solid, like, 87, you know, like pretty good that's a b plus good it is a b plus i've got some good friends like i found this week i'm just like tired of my classes like Mm. i like them but ready for them ready for some new content a new kind of push you know because i'm kind of getting into too much of a groove Mm -hmm. almost like a rut um yeah but i guess it's i was explaining this with my family with my dad last week like i was having a hard time being homesick and he was like well, it's kind of like you get there, and then those first six weeks before that long weekend with Columbus Day and mm-hmm. Indigenous Peoples Day, there's, um, like, that's the really big 
push. The hump, yes. Yes. For sure. And then after, I kind of expected, like, I wouldn't feel homesick anymore. Mm -hmm. But I did, and I was like, what's going on? And my dad was like, every time you get somewhat comfortable, the ground's going to shift just a little bit. I love that. I have to remember, like, what I'm doing is enough, which is so much easier to say than it is to, like, actually think and believe. Mm -hmm. But I have to, like... Whatever you're doing, you're putting your best foot forward in, even if you think you aren't, like you are. And that's enough. Because you don't want to drive yourself crazy. Because, yes, it is college, but also your being is more important than any kind of grade you can get in an academic setting. I love that. And I so resonate with that. And I think it's important to do these check-ins now at a point where a lot of people are are like, we got over that already. Or we're done with that. Or let's not check in with our mental health. Because I think it's always something that's a daily practice, right? Yes. And... The way that you're saying, you know, college seems like it's something about constantly changing and evolving. And maybe it's about, you know, never getting comfortable because we're all trying to get comfortable. But I think the fact that you're saying getting comfortable can be something that is just not good anyway. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I personally thought I should be like totally into it and feeling it. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't. And I was like, what's going on? Because Mm -hmm. it seems like everyone had already adjusted. And I was like. How? You know? I think that's what every, that's what all I hear across the board is no one's yeah. adjusted, but everyone seems like they have. Mm-hmm. But I guess like when you look at someone, you just have to know like they're doing the same thing you are. They're mm-hmm. trying just to get through each day, um, which obviously like people say, it's so commonly said, but I feel like just to sit with it and wrestle with that idea is so important. Mm-hmm. Well, here's maybe another thought is that people, pe- you're a much easily much more easily fooled by people that you don't know so Mm -hmm. if i had a friend back at home i would be able to see her and say you know i know you're not doing well because i know you and i know what you're really like when you're happy and then when you're putting on this front i can tell but when you're in a new environment of people you really don't know them and you're meeting people for the first time everything's happening so fast to the point of how do you differentiate between what somebody's just faking and how person Mm -hmm. actually is yeah so That's what I found is I just try to be my true self to everyone. And if you don't like me, well, sorry. Sucks suck. I was just giving a lecture to people about the other day about how I love wearing sweatpants and come at me if I wear anything else. I'm not. I'm wearing sweatpants for the foreseeable winter. So if you don't that like me for me. fair enough. Goodbye. GTFO, basically. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think that being a genuine person will maybe attract more genuine people. Mm. Like how I met you. That's so class. true. How did we meet? Side of French class, I had to ask you, do you yawn too? Yes, and my sister had a girlfriend named Val at the time. They oh. broke up, actually. It was really messy. I don't think you told me that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> they broke up because there was, like, a whole bunch of things. And my sister, I love her. They're, like, they're twins. Mm-hmm. But Maddie is, they're both 14. Mm-hmm. And Maddie's so mature. She was like, I don't trust you. And I can't be in a relationship with someone I don't trust. I was like, oh, my God. Like, my longest relationship was three days, and he dumped me while I was pooping. So, <laughs> wow. Well, that is so mature. I, I can't speak to the relationship, as I think we might dive into that topic later on in the podcast. But I, I need someone to psychoanalyze me. But I think I'm, I think I'm doing okay. Um, but don't give a bad rap for all the vowels out there. I think maybe my perspective is open. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So that's a really cool thing. And um, okay, so something I thought would be interesting is assumptions as a a kind of an idea because I think that assumptions are important in the way that they help us assimilate and meet people and like based off of first impressions that can be a good thing but I think sometimes we just rely so heavily on what we 
think the way things are rather than diving into how they actually are and that can create a lot of problems so as a kind of fun almost not fun but also meaningful idea for Mm -hmm. a segment i was thinking let's do some assumptions about emma say emma clifford and you're gonna (laughs) confirm or deny whether or not these are all true okay yeah that sounds fun yeah Okay, cool. So the first, I want to preface this with the, the first one I'm going to say is what, what I actually think about you. And that's like, that's my genuine assumption of you, which could be completely wrong. Oh, okay. Or it's like, we're going to start off with that. And then we're going to get into like kind of fun little things I thought of that maybe I think, maybe okay. I don't think. But the first thing is, I think about you, that you are a kind, genuine, and a really like genuinely a good human being. Like That's what oh, I yeah. really think of you. Thanks. So. How do you, what do you say? What say you to that? I mean, I would love to agree. I really like, like, those are all really nice (laughs) words, but do you ever freak out and worry, like, what if it's all a hoax and deep down on the inside, I'm actually like a psychopath? I think we all have those existential moments. I think that's the part of the human experience. Oh, only every once in a while. Okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's seasons Um, of more, you know, more existentialism. I'd like to think I'm, like, I act in ways that are nice, but then sometimes I'm worried, like, deep down it's all fake and I have no idea. But I feel nice and I do things that are nice. So I think it's just based off of paranoia. (laughs) No, yes. And I think so. I think being like nice is not always inherently a good thing. I think not that this doesn't mean it in this context. Just that people who put up a nice front are necessarily genuinely good people. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. But thanks. I would say it's true. Your assumption. I will say the words I wrote were kind, genuine and really good human beings. So. I don't, maybe I put nice in there, but I really just mean kind. I think yeah. you have a really kind heart and you just compliment people. And it's just, it's really awesome. And then I love the fact that you're genuine. And you're not going to give somebody a compliment if you don't mean it. That's true. Maybe, yeah. Thank you. Because I never know, like, where the line between genuine and mean is. Because for a lot of people, like, I'll be straight up with you and you'll be mm-hmm. like, you're a bitch. And I'm like, okay, but <laughs> maybe. Right? Who knows? Because mm-hmm. it's all subjective. And that's what drives me crazy. That's true. But that's another issue for another time. <laughs> yeah. It's all about finding people that you vibe with. Then. Yeah. Okay. So cool. I love that. And I think that having confidence in yourself is awesome and that you can take that and say, you know what? Yes, I am those things. And that's amazing that I think a lot of people can't do. And I uh, applaud you for that. Just takes time. Yeah. A lot of time and building yourself up, which is not easy. But like, I know I have affirmations on my little board. Like, mm-hmm. my whiteboard in my room, which yeah. some people think are cheesy, but, like, for me, like, when I'm having a hard day, I just remember it. Yeah, like I think I'll it's really good. It. Like, I have mantras in my head. I'll be like, wow, oh, you're amazing, and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, just telling myself, and I think that really helps combat all of those negative thoughts. Agreed. Okay. So, let's move into some of the more silly, not-so-silly ones um, that I just kind of randomly thought of. Okay. So, here we go. You would only live on the East Coast. Truth. <laughs> yeah, True. No, I wouldn't live anywhere else. I'm kind of a snob like that. Like, I don't really, like, the Midwest, I don't I don't believe in North or South Dakota. <laughs> what? Um, anywhere kind of beyond Pennsylvania and sometimes Pennsylvania, they're really heavily conservative, and I mm-hmm. really, really hate that. Mm-hmm. I know, like, respect all opinions and that BS, but, like, I don't. Like, I do. But, like, if you're going to take away my rights, like, I'm going to be pissed. Okay. Okay. So my question um, about the North and South Dakota, if you don't mind backing up a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) There was a live audience member who agreed that they don't believe that North and South Dakota. Like, what is that? 
No, it doesn't exist. Do you know anyone from North or South Dakota? No. <laughs> I don't, but I don't understand. Exactly. Oh, no, is there like because... a meaning of like they should just all be Dakota? Is that what we're talking no, about? No, like I would get rid of it. I'd give it to Canada. Like it just doesn't <sighs> add up to me. Like the thought that there are people in North and South Dakota that we have a rock with old presidents carved into, that's not real. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like that is just about as real as Fairfield University and some of the people here. Like, you okay. know how you ever walk on campus, you're like, this person is not real? Um, I don't know. I You've think, never had those moments before? I, I think I've had moments where I, I... So I recently watched The Matrix. Have you seen that movie? I have not. But basically, it's just... It centers around the idea that everyone's living in a simulation, and the yeah. real world is Ooh. everyone being hooked up to said simulation, Ooh. and that they're waking... Yeah, it's kind of like they wake up and they're like they detach themselves from these sensors. And I should watch that. Yeah, I think you would enjoy. Is that it. like the red pill and the blue pill thing? Yes, it is exactly. Okay, I've that. heard of it. And like non-player characters, like I think there are a lot of non-player characters at Fairfield University. So mm. I just think North and South Dakota are non-player locations. Like they don't <laughs> exist. Okay, but maybe this is my mind. I'm I sometimes take things and then I go to the extreme perspective. So take this with a grain of salt. But when I hear that, I'm thinking like. You know, it's a genuine conversation that people have said in real world discourse that World War II and the Holocaust did not happen. And I'm wondering, is that too far of an extreme of North and South mm-hmm. Dakota don't exist? Yep, I To think the point so. of, but people talk about that didn't exist or the world is flat or conspiracy theorists. We're not denying homicides and genocides here. We're just saying that I don't think they're real. Like... <laughs> Yes, they're on the map, but there's I have seen no proof to prove to me. Like there is proof about uh World War Two and whatever else you said. <laughs> I can't really remember, sorry. But no, it's okay. Like, huh <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry, that's where my mind is resonating because I think that Mount Rushmore, whether you agree with the faces that are on them or not, like that's a completely different yeah, conversation. I don't think it's real. Even but though like, you think that rock doesn't exist like at all. No, I think it's fake. Like, I really, I I just can't get behind someone and be like, I'm from North Dakota. Like, what? (laughs) Well, that's because they stay in North Dakota. Because they don't exist. (laughs) You can't branch out if you aren't real. I don't know. I don't know. I have trouble with that because I I see what you're saying (laughs) of the point of fathoming that people live in states like Wyoming or Oklahoma. Okay. okay. It's just Montana, South Dakota. Them specifically, okay. Yes. All Why? Right. All right. Well, I could. All right. And they're so, the, so square. You can't tell me something's not right there. Well, Colorado's square. Isn't that where? And in Area Fifty One is in like Nevada or Arizona or something. Like when you have shit that's weird, you have shit that's weird that goes with it. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe you and I need to take a trip down there together <laughs> and investigate. We might have to. We'll bring it on to my one of my segments here called Not a Psych Major Psychoanalysis, which is one of my favorite <laughs> segments. And we'll come back season two, winter break. You know, we'll head down to the imagined land of Dakota. <laughs> yeah. I, technically, it would be up if it exists, right? Oh, you're right. Excuse me. If it Sorry. exists, it'll be somewhere up. All right. Technically. Okay, so that got heated in a way that I did I, not I'm expect. sorry, I'm passionate about it. I no, don't it's believe good. in the Dakotas. It's all good conversation. This is going to get out. Like, obviously, this is live. Like, it's going to be published. I'm going to be running for, like, some office of power. Imagine <laughs> I'm, like, gonna come back. senator of North Dakota, and they're like, 
you didn't think we were real. You're campaigning in North and South Dakota, and their three each electoral votes are going to be like, ah, you know. She's not real. <laughs> oh, well. I guess we won't vote. I guess they wouldn't probably anyway. But. They wouldn't vote. <laughs> okay. I can't. Um, wow. All right. Next assumption. You are French. No, actually. My mom was born in New Zealand. Oh, wow. And moved here when she was three. And then my dad was born in New York, but his grandparents were off the boat from Ireland. Wow. I guess I just assume you were... I mean, I don't know if I assume that, but as an assumption, because I met you in French class, That's why would fair. anyone take French? My mom spoke... My mom lived in France for a couple of years after college. Mm. Um, so that's why I took it, because I was like, let me do something she likes, too. Um, I think there's some part of my way back history that has, like, pieces of French mm-hmm. in it, but I don't think it's enough to... To say you're French. Mm-hmm. Does mom have an accent? I'm interested. Not that I know. My grandma okay. has one. It's a uh-huh. little bit, like... like. Well, she moved when she was three, so... Yeah, my mom did. My grandma lived there. Yeah. My grandma and grandpa met there, and then my grandpa got a job at Yale as a scientist, so they Ooh. moved, and then... Got a history of geniuses in your family. <laughs> and then my grandpa cheated on my grandma with one of his students. I know. Isn't that insane? And the what? way my grandma and grandpa met is my grandma. My grandpa was my grandma's TA. No. Yes. Wow. So he's like 93, and she just turned 87 over the weekend. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, <clears throat> moving on. <laughs> I guess this kind of ties into your history of geniuses, but I get the impression that you're a very educated person. Thank you. I would say yes. I feel like, like in what sense? Like, I just think that you have read up on a lot of things. You've had formal education, obviously high school now, but you're continuing on. Yeah. And granted, you know, you're only in your first year of college. So how much can you, you know, you're still mm-hmm. young. But at the same time, I think that for in comparison to other people your age and you know, just people in general in America, <laughs> yeah. you have a lot of knowledge. Thank you. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I, well, I spend a lot of time researching things that, like, really matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think I've always been like that. Like, it started when I was little, and I would do watch, like, stupid things. Like, you know, the top ten watch mojos? Mm-hmm. I would watch those, like, top ten worst people. Um, or, like, I watch a lot of stuff about uh conjoined twins i don't really know why that amazed me well you do have twin sisters Mm -hmm. but it was weird like i was really into it like there was a sitcom show on or not a sitcom but like a reality tv show about abby and Brittany on abc when we Mm. were like eight or so and i remember watching one about an indonesian man who grew bark on his skin because of another genetic condition that i was scared i would grow bark on my skin It was a whole thing, but I do like knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, the internet was weird back then. Um, Really weird. But also, I think that education is something where it's an ongoing process. So when I see you, I'm like, you're, like you said, you're continually researching in the way that some people get their formal education and then they're like, I'm done. Yeah, I don't think you're ever done. The world changes, you know? Mm -hmm. So knowledge could become less relevant. Yes. Okay. Um, So that, let's see. You like the snow. I do like the snow. I got that vibe from you. I am the type of person who would live in a warm climate for my whole life if I could. No, I like the cold. Just in general? Would you? Yeah. What's your favorite season? 
fall to winter. Like, I just, mm. like, if I could live somewhere where winter was always snowy, mm-hmm. I would. Like, I mm-hmm. just don't like when it's gray and cold. Mm. I like the cold. I don't like when it's just gray. Yes, you I know? understand. So, like, when this, what about when the sun comes out after snow? Is that kind of your ideal or no? No sun. Probably no sun after the snow because then I know it's going to melt. Like, you know, when okay. you go outside at night and it's snowing and mm-hmm. it's like all the lights are on like yes. in your neighborhood and mm-hmm. the snow's like covering the ground so you can't see the black pavement. Yes. And then like it's like visibility's low. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. I would live in that for forever. Aww. Like a constant snowstorm. That's so sweet. You like TV shows better than movies. I just got that vibe from you. This is scary. Very accurate. No. Yeah. Wow. I literally actually, like, when I was thinking of assumptions, I'm like, she probably does. That's terrifying. I've never had anyone guess things about me so well. I don't like movies. <laughs> really? I don't have a long enough attention span for them. Mm. So, like, if you're going to throw something on, it's going to be your TV show or... If I have the option to, yeah. Unless, like, I'm in a movie mood, like, I will always sit down for a new, like, Kevin Hart and The Rock Mm-hmm. Like Adam Sandler and his bunch of people, like I will mm-hmm. sit and I will watch that whole, mm-hmm. excuse me, wholeheartedly mm-hmm. for the entire ninety minutes. But I went to see Elvis. They show like Fairfield at Night showed it when we were a couple months, yeah, like a couple weeks in, and it was two and a half hours, and I was so bored. I will say there comes a point when movies get a little bit long, but. <sighs> Yeah, I think even the fact that you're doing a sitcom night TV show showing kind of attributes to that. I yeah. think I'm more of a movie person, but we don't need to get mm, into that. That makes sense, too. <laughs> I call you a movie person. I don't know. I, I love cinema, but I just, I think when I got your vibe, it was like TV show. Yeah. Yeah. You, let's see. Now, now I'm feeling the pressure of these <laughs> random assumptions that I didn't necessarily even, you know what I mean? But you would rather have a few close friends than a bunch of friends you kind of know. <sighs> God. I don't appreciate how accurate these are. Stop! I'm yeah. actually a little scared at this yeah. point. This is not a psychic reading. This is just random It feels things. psychic. Wow. Um, yeah, I take, like, if I put trust in you, that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not really something I kind of fuck around with. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I call you a friend, like, I don't know, I am... One could call me an intense person, and I would say that's correct. Sometimes I'm too. I much think people for other would people. say that's a me thing as well. So I, you know what I mean. I have a respect for that. Yeah. So like, for me, I find a lot more meaning within relationships than some other people do. So you're mm-hmm. right. I would rather have a few people that I'm actually really good friends with than a whole bunch that I only kind of know. I love that. And I would argue that people get to that point at a certain time in life. You know, I think it's it's not necessarily an opinion so much as it's an arrival of maturity at a certain point where people have always been there. (laughs) That's awesome because you're so, you know, like mature and advanced uh, compared to other people. But I'm not judging other people. Don't get me wrong. But it's like hard, too, because then it makes it so much harder to make friends because like, it's fine if you're at a different stage in your growth and mm. you're not looking for that. But mm-hmm. I, like, I had a hard time in high school because people weren't looking to make, like, serious friendships. And right. I was like, kind of, what's the point? 
No, I understand that because I think in certain situations, especially school, it's easy to want to have a bunch of people to say hi to and someone's not available, so let me be available with this person. But once you get to the meat of it, you can't sustain relationships with 15, 20 people. It's just not humanly possible. You know, you have your Mm -hmm. own family and then it's like, who do you really care about? Who are you genuinely checking up on every day? You can't do that for a host of people all the time, especially when you're not in the same environment as them. Yeah. So I think it comes with maturity and I think honestly maybe you're benefiting from it more now earlier mm. in a positive light yeah okay last one i we already kind of answered this but it's on the document so Fair you're enough. a straight shooter straight shooter as in you just call it like it is yeah yeah i don't really like if it's something sensitive then i do not in a rude way just more of i'll broach it in a nicer manner but like if someone's saying something stupid i'm gonna be like that's fucking dumb <laughs> not sorry like i have a hard time like uh, and i know that's not good of me but like i should have more leeway for people who need things to be given to them in a softer manner but like also i'm not your mom like i'm not here to speed it speed it to you on a silver spoon like i'm gonna tell you how it is when i think it unless it's really serious then i won't I think it's all just situational. You know what I mean? Yes. I think there are people who will dance around or sugarcoat hard topics. And I think sometimes that's not always a good thing. I think that's a waste of time 90% of the time. We need to be able to have meaningful conversations talking about important things. Because ultimately, conversation is awareness. And bringing up topics will make people feel less alone. And if Mm. we can just be real with people, it will make them honestly feel less inhuman. Because we're just normalizing regular things yes awesome i agree okay so that's kind of a cool thing and do you have any changed ideas and the whole idea of the segment was to be oh that was an assumption maybe i should have done more outrageous things come to think of it they were all really spot on but i'm also i wouldn't put myself as impossible to read i'm certainly you're a straight shooter as we've just said truth yeah well i guess i got the french one wrong (laughs) i guess that was an assumption (laughs) oh man i should have been the tv shows but i mean wow i don't even know what i was thinking i should have been like you would live in i don't know china for a year no (laughs) but there you go I guess. So I guess the value of assumptions could be, you know what, maybe just fact check them. Because now I feel like I know more about you because I would never assume that, for example, you like the snow and be take that as a fact. But now I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it's so like assumptions are good as a starter, but they mm-hmm. should never be your end goal, nor should they really be used kind of as a tool once you get past the point of knowing someone or mm-hmm. something like they're good to get you going. But that's all they are as a starter. Love that. Just have conversations. Ask people mm-hmm. about how they actually feel rather than research. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So this is a very extremely important topic on the show. And by extremely important, I just mean more like relevant to the, oh, the world okay, of okay. your pal Val. So as I mentioned and alluded to earlier, my favorite segment on the show is called Not a Psych Major Psychoanalysis. Mm. And I think it's so funny because I fall victim to that kind of assumption type thing, but in a way of just for fun, looking at something and just really trying to break it apart and not as an expert. So this kind of goes against everything we just said, but in in, in an interesting way. And so the way that I want to bring this up is by saying the first episode, the segment that I did was I downloaded Yik Yak and I analyzed (laughs) Yik Yaks and I gave people advice or I broke apart what they were saying 
And as a general overview, what do you think about Yik Yak? Um, it's fun. It's kind of all like, I my friends and I were kind of on it like a lot of not a lot but he- more heavily than we are now at the beginning of the year. Um, but I haven't been on in a while actually. Mm-hmm. I'd give it maybe two weeks. Wow, that's significant. I will say part of it is also the university blocks the Wi-Fi. That's annoying. So you have to go on data, but it's not data, data, but it's not the end of the world. Yes. And I will find that for me, when I'm on it, it's a lot of the time the Sacred Heart University. Yes, and that's annoying. And I don't understand your jokes. I don't know what your halls are. I don't. So for me, I only got it two months ago because it was the app that everyone was on mm. and everyone was talking about Yik Yak and da 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 and I think it was a good episode but I literally have not used it beyond that <laughs> except for the fact that it's on my phone sometimes I'll look at it turn off my Wi-Fi, I'd be like eh there's nothing on here so for me I was thinking who can I trust to actually give me accurate data on whether or not I should keep this mm. should I use it more and I thought maybe something dangerous we could do is look at the top three trending yaks no matter what Ooh. they say and from that, determine whether or not I should keep this app. Let's do that. Okay. Whew, I'm a little nervous because you never know. Never know what, what is the on yak. yak. Oh, gosh. Okay. Hot. I am ru- So the first one is has, oh, it only has, one, oh, it has 62 upvotes. I am running out of tomorrow's in which to begin studying. Kind of mid. Fair enough. Kind of yeah. a bad yak. Like, it's from just about- start studying. Yeah. Stop wasting your time. Yeah. I mean, would I need to keep the app solely to hear about somebody Mm-mm. complaining about their... Eh, that's, that's the one top delete. one, that's kind of boring, right? Let's see what the comment is on that. Because now that's anything. This, with a popcorn emoji. By the way, the top three are all from Sacred Heart. Mm, immediate no. <laughs> Why is it that I go weeks, capital letters, without barely any work, and then there's always that one week where everything is due and every exam is scheduled? I swear they do it on purpose. That's because you're at Sacred Heart. It's the wrong place to be. <laughs> Come to Fairfield. Yeah, I can't say that I go weeks with barely any work, and then no. there's that. No. It's because they're dumb at Sacred Heart. Well, it's not stereotype. I'm sure there's genuine geniuses there, but... You know what? No. <laughs> All right. The last one is dudes will have a 1.3 GPA begging. Oh, God. This is a little bit more sexual. I did not realize that when I started reading it. Um, <clears throat> I'll just read it quick. Dudes will have a 1.3 GPA begging chicks for head like, bro, try using your fist. That's I can't stupid. believe I just read that on the air. That's fine. But I promised to read Yik Yak. You did. I don't think that's anything you need to keep the yak for. Yeah, I agree. I'm not missing anything there. I have spent, even on the first episode when I was trying to find relevant things, it took a while to search. And now if I open that, the top three trending on a random day, I'd just be disappointed. Yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah. The yak was popping a while ago and it, like... They kept posting about uh, Sacred Heart parties. That's not helpful. Well, I guess it's going to be ceremonial because I will do it on the air right now. Goodbye. And let's hold and press. Remove app. Delete (laughs) app. Delete. And Yik Yak is gone. I feel free, actually. It's just been taking up space. And I have to say, I know this is a moment on the show for all of us who've been listening since episode one. So thank you for being here. Mm. Yik Yak will no longer make an appearance on Not a Psych Major Psychoanalysis. And I think it's a good thing for that matter. I agree. So, I mean, 
Granted, I would leave it up to all of my actual people who are in the world friends to tell me if I need to re-download it. Please do. I'm not against it. I just don't see the relevancy of keeping it right now. Neither do I. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for helping me with that. that mm-hmm. I feel free. Honestly, I encourage Good. people to download apps on their phone that they don't use. You know, it's like cluttering up your life, your phone. You, yeah. you go on it every day. That's a whole other topic. But, okay, another segment we like to have on the show is something that doesn't really rhyme, but I like to talk about, and it's called Val's Morale, like Val's Moral, but basically lesson learned. And we like to talk about something truthful, something important that you've learned. Could be the past week, could be past whenever. And, um, yeah. Um, yesterday I've learned that other people are really bad at sneaking into the Tully. Like, guys... If you're looking to sneak in, that's fine. Been there, done that. It happens, right? Like, shit happens. But if you're going to do it, don't be so stupid as to put someone on guard. Like, to look out. (laughs) You are going to get caught. That's to all the athletes who like to stand there with their athlete backpacks, block up the way so that their two friends can sneak in. Wow, I've never seen that. Just be sneaky. It's not hard. (laughs) <laughs> you have like super speed for a reason. Do they get caught? Have you seen them get no. caught? Oh, my friend saw two of them get caught. Yeah. Whereas otherwise you wouldn't there. have noticed. No, I saw them do it today. I was trying to put my dishes away and they were like <sighs> standing guard. I was like, are you dumb? Like move. Anyway. More attracting more attention. Okay. Yeah. Overall, I would say uh, be nice to yourself. You know, like this is a really hard um, point of life even if you've already made this transition and you're like at any year like college is hard you know we're taking that first step towards adulthood so give yourself like I'm not religious so I don't really like to use the word grace but like give yourself the grace to make mistakes and to grow from them I love that um I will share what I have thought of as well because and it's not something necessarily that I've learned in the past week but just something that I'm growing on is I'm realizing I sometimes take a negative approach to things. And when I encounter people, it's easy to kind of see what's wrong about them rather than what's right about them. So I think that I'm realizing that everybody is flawed and instead of counting them out entirely because of something that they would do that maybe I wouldn't hundred percent agree with, I just have to accept what their good qualities are. And, you know, Maybe it's an opportunity for me to help them grow in the same way that they could help me grow because obviously I'm an imperfect person, as is everyone. And um, genuinely, like one of my, I guess maybe not my favorite songs, but if you heard the song by Luke Bryan called Most People Are Good, I resonate with that because it is really true that most people are just doing the best that they can as much as we, you know, have a polarized government politics major and, you know, just polarization across the board or people can't find common ground. Mm. So, yeah. That's my. That's pretty slay. Peace. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, um, is it time to play your song? I believe so. Okay. Would you want to give an intro to this, or would you want to explain it after? Um, I'll give it now. Okay. I came across it just somewhere on Spotify. I think because after watching Euphoria, like I listened to some of the other songs mm-hmm. that were on it, and then it's by Dominic Fike. And it's called Baby Doll for all of our listeners who might want to play it later because it's really bomb. Um, Yeah. Wow, I love that. So let's just see something that Val always struggles with is getting her songs properly acclimated. And let's see if we can actually hear this. So um, bear with me. But um, here we go. Here's Baby Doll by Dominic Fike.
I've never had that smooth of a transition to a song before. So maybe I'm getting better. I don't know. Hopefully I'm understanding Mm -hmm. this massive board in front of me. What? Wow. I know. Impressive. Yeah. But do you care to share why that was the song that you wanted to play today? Um, Well, it's a song I listened to while I was walking here, and it's so good. I just love it. It's so upbeat. It's so fun. Yeah. And it's, like, upbeat, but it's also, like, kind of calm. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would be a good song for people to learn about on this gray day. So true. I think a good song could take us from a really bad place to a better place. Mm-hmm. Or even just in a good place to an even greater place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I must say, is there anything else you want to share in the last few minutes of our show today? Or just remember to slay. I love that. Closing message. No further words needed. <laughs> ah, thank I you for that. having me on the podcast. Thank you so this much for being Really good. I'm glad. I'll do it again. We can talk <gasps> about my <Yeah>. Tinder. <gasps> we should so psycho- psychoanalyze your Tinder. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That just, wow. Season two, baby. Honestly, that makes me excited because that is a good transition into talking about what lies ahead on the Your Pal Val uh, podcast, radio show, whatever you want to call it. This is episode six, and we have a tight 10-episode season here. So we have guests all booked up. The last episode, get ready, it's just going to be me. So uh, if you're not too bored, come tag along. Uh, But anyway, so let's see. Next week, we're going to do Thanksgiving episode. As I've said, the time might change. Not 100% sure at the moment. We're going to get it done, though, because I think it's a necessary festive moment. So, like I tell you all the time, words matter, stories are meant to be told. If you want to be on the show, I will schedule you in. Season two dates are opening up. I am so grateful that MSA is going to come on next season as well. I think it'll be a great transition to see how we're doing in the springtime. Um, But yes, ton of people coming ahead. So usually our time is Tuesdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Spread the word about that. I will 
let you all know when the next week will be. And also, if you have any suggestions for the show or what you think I should talk about, I'm always open. I want to make this a show that reflects the listeners. So that's all, really. So bye for now, pals. It's Val signing off, and I will see you next time. Bye.